the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. Happy Saturday, everyone. It's good to be back with you. And now that we've had a week to soak in the fact that BYU is sending 14 players to the NFL, five of which were drafted, the most draft picks in 19 years. Woo! 2020 wasn't good for a lot of things, but it was definitely good for BYU football. Former BYU wide receiver, former Philadelphia Eagle, and former BYU running backs coach Reno Mahe is coming on the show to discuss what his greatest advice is to these young bucks just about to enter the league. But first, I'd like to bring on a man who had a front row view of all these players' football journeys Jason Shepard. What's up, my friend? Hi, Lauren. How are you? It's been a while. It has been a while. You've been soaking up all the, the baseball these days. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, it has, uh, it's been fun. And, and right now the team uh, is, is playing really well right now, too. So it's, it's, been a, it's just been a very good time over the last uh, month or so. And the weather's getting warmer. Summer's getting close. <laughs> and as you mentioned, 14 players going to the National Football League from, uh, from BYU, which is just awesome. Ship, I can't see you right now, but it sounds like you're smiling. I am right. smiling. Look, and I, I'll tell you, <laughs> I am an NFL draft nut to begin with. I'm going to watch it regardless. Obviously, I want to see what my Chiefs are going to do anyway, but I will watch it even though now I happen to be calling a baseball game this year during the first round of the draft, so I was following it <laughs> on my phone while I'm calling the baseball game. But if I had been at home... I would have watched the entire thing. That's just how much I'm into it. I, I'll watch every round as much as I possibly can. And then the fact that you had the intrigue with Zach at the top going number two and where was Brady Christensen going to go and all the other guys that were potential draft picks and you knew there'd be a bunch of undrafted guys. Like It was awesome that BYU was represented the way they were and they deserved to be after the season they had. Oh, absolutely. I love that you were watching it as you're calling a game. You're like, home run by the New York Jets. I mean, no, hey, how did look, you not like mix sports there? Look, it was, you know what, uh, you, you you know how this is, you know, when uh, you just, you got to be professional about it. And uh, you can, we, we multitask. We triquel cast, or is that, is that even a thing? <laughs> Twiquel? I don't know what, I don't know what the, the you juggle three <laughs> things at the same time. I know I'm making up words here. But uh, cool task. You, you, yeah, you find a way to do it. And look, and in the middle of like pitches, I would say, oh, and by the way, it's official. Zach Wilson is now a member of the New York Jets. So you just find a way. <laughs> I, you just find a way. You Chef, do. You, you are a great multitasker. And it, but it is true. In this business, you got to do it, especially at BYU when you're covering a thousand different sports. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of, I was I was watching uh, BYU Sports Nation this week because uh, they interviewed a bunch of the draft picks from BYU, and one was Brady Christensen, and it cracked me up because he told BYU Sports Nation he's going to buy some Callaway golf clubs with his first big check. And I want to know, Shep, picture yourself at age twenty-one. What would you do with your first big check? Well, see, got, the, what's interesting, draft pick? yeah, it would not be golf. Of anything, I'm not golf guy. <laughs> I, I'm not a golf fan at all. So it would be uh-huh. zero anything to do with golf uh but i that question is interesting because at 21 i would probably buy something a lot different than i would at my age now i honestly exactly I, and i want to know both what would you buy at 21 and what would you buy now well now i would i would save it uh i would invest <laughs> it Boring. so that no, i could live true, off though. the interest and not have to worry about things uh no i would probably i would probably buy a car i would probably yeah. buy some sort of like a muscle car yeah, 100%. Yeah, it, it'd I, have to be a car. I, I think that's going to be everybody's go-to and maybe a house. Um, 
I'm exactly with you. Like if I if I were to get that money right now, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna invest it. How boring is that when you're a 21 year old kid? Heck no, you gotta buy something big, and then maybe someone tells you to invest it. I would I think I would get some season tickets to an off season sport. You mm. know, like so if I was playing football, I'd get some season tickets to to something else. Some amazing seats, like front row of, of the Yankees. You know, if I'm Zach Wilson or or something like that, I think that would be. Yeah, but once, he could probably get them for free. He could, yeah, you know? well, and once money's not an object anymore, then then you really can just start splurging. Like, if that's the case, like, that's a great idea that, honestly, I hadn't even thought of. I, I would just go buy season tickets to all of my teams. I'd go get season tickets, like front row seats Absolutely. The, for the jazz season. I'd go get, you know, 50-yard line for the Chiefs. I, I'd, I'd go get season tickets for the St. Louis Cardinals. It, you know, I'd get BYU season tickets for whatever. You know what I mean? Like, once Absolutely. it's not, even if you didn't use them, the fact that you have them and could use them, you could give them out to people, like, that's a great idea that I hadn't even thought of. Make a lot of friends. Yes. Real friends, I'm sure. Or if you're, <laughs> you know what, and here's the thing, now that you're in the business of making money, you can sell some of those tickets off to people. You can make, you can make your money true. back on it. Why would you? Talk about investment. That's what I'm saying. It's go. all about an investment. There you go, Ship. All right, well, I, I believe this is Kalani's first full recruiting class where all the draft picks were recruited by Kalani and staff. How awesome for him to have that type of showing uh, with all of his guys. And so I'm, I, I, I'm going to ask the Serena Mahe later in the show, but how much of the success do you think, Shep, this year came from Kalani's smart recruiting and, and their de- player development versus the unique season that BYU put in the spotlight by being the only team in the West playing for a while. Yeah, I mean, it was certainly really cool for BYU to have as much attention as they did. Look, I, I don't know if I could pinpoint one stronger than the other. I think it really was just a great combination of both things that you brought up. It was certainly a unique season that, is, in a weird way, benefited BYU because they were one of the only teams playing in the West. They had more eyeballs on them than even they normally would. And we know that they, they always have a lot of people tuning in because of the time slot they're put in on ESPN and the the national brand and following that BYU already has. So, so you had that already. But look, even with the schedule that BYU played, if you don't have the right players in place, it, it's not going to matter. So that's where the recruiting comes into it. And Kalani, you know, when he first got here, he says it's going to take a couple of years for us to get the team looking the way we want it to look. And as you mentioned, you know, this is this is a group that has is mostly Kalani's and his first like full class, you know, that that's kind of all his. Um, and so I, I think it really is a combination because you, you don't have the success if you don't have the players, but the players were also able to take advantage of a very unique situation, and it just kind of all came together at once. And what and we've talked about this a lot, I think multiple times even on this program, you go from not even knowing if there's going to be a college football season to it turning out to be one of the best BYU football seasons of all time, and in recent memory, certainly. I mean, that that's quite a contrast from possible no season to one of the best seasons in the last 20 years. Absolutely. And and I liked that you mentioned that how where Kalani said, you're, you're going to have to give me a few years at the beginning, because aren't we Fickles fans? My goodness. He said that, and then he does well his first year, and then kind of had a, a, a couple of okay years, right? And one not very good year. And you're like, oh, is Kalani the guy now? You know, like, oh, my gosh, what did we do? 
And I love that his word actually came to fruition. His guys, when they were put through the program, are, you know, when they were seniors slash juniors, I guess, did incredible things. And five guys got drafted, 14 picked up the NFL overall. I love stories like Dax Milton, who's a walk-on, uh, Kairos Tonga, who came here specifically for Kalani Satake. All these guys, Zach Wilson was probably going to go somewhere else. It wasn't for Jeff Grimes. I just love that the staff, how good they are at uh, – at looking at talent and seeing talent and getting these guys on the team. And that was that was one of Kalani's strong points when he was at the University of Utah and why I think people were so excited for him to come to BYU. So I love that it's come to fruition now. I think it's fantastic. And what I'm really excited about is how BYU can turn this into more recruiting. Because exactly. look... Look, this is not an exaggeration. This is not hyperbole. You could not over the last, and to a certain degree, it's still the case a little bit, but over the last two to three months, you couldn't turn on the NFL Network or watch SportsCenter on ESPN without seeing Zach Wilson and a BYU logo. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was everywhere. They were talking about it on the Dan Patrick show. I mean, every national radio sports show or television sports show you were ta- you people were talking about BYU like that that is just advertising and you know attention that you just can't pay for and it all stems from these guys having the right pieces at the right time and doing something special and i'm excited to see what the coaching staff can do from a recruiting standpoint to push this forward to to take advantage of that and and i don't mean that in a negative way it sometimes has a negative connotation but i don't mean it that way this way it's you know what what can the program do with this great opportunity that it's been given to have this much attention on it and this much positive attention for putting this many guys in the NFL and especially to have a number two pick overall. Exactly. And let's be real. BYU is a hard place to recruit guys to that aren't members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so I think having those that many guys in the spotlight, especially Zach Wilson, is definitely going to help with that type of recruiting um, and seeing different guys that aren't members of the church get picked up. It's going to help uh, bring guys to Provo and to BYU. All right, Shep, let's talk about some of the notable things about the teams where each of the five draft picks are going. Okay. So let's start with uh, Kairos Tonga going to the Chicago Bears. I think the most notable connection for BYU fans is what? Chicago Bears? Jim McMahon. What do you think of? Jim yeah, McMahon. Jim McMahon, of course. That's right. Ruled Chicago in the mid-80s. So I think that's fun that Kairos is going to have that connection. And I don't know how many fans are going to remember Jim McMahon, current fans, right, of the Chicago Bears. I guess some of the, the older generations. The diehards like, will know who he is. The diehards. That's right. So I think that's fun. Uh, Chris Wilcox to Tampa Bay. <laughs> What's the first thing you think of with Tampa Bay? Well, now it's Tom Brady and the it's fact Tom that they Brady. beat my Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So I wasn't too happy with that. <laughs> it's definitely Tom Brady. I just, when I think of... Some of these guys that are coming out of college, coming out of Provo, Utah, and they're being thrown on these teams with some of the greatest players of all time. Chris Wilcox is going to be able to play with Tom Brady. How how surreal is that for him? Well, and not only that, well, and we had Chris Wilcox on BYU Sports Nation on Thursday. I think it was Thursday. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, he talked about uh, Tom Brady liking one of his tweets. Like, how how unbelievable is that? What? Like how how cool is that that Tom Brady is you know acknowledging 
and like is aware of who you are. Like that's pretty sweet. He's like, this isn't happening. It's like when uh, LeBron James uh, tweeted something about Sione Takitaki last year. And I'm sure Sione was like, what is happening? Well, remember just... back in the day with Jimmer, Kevin Kevin Durant said Jimmer's the <laughs> best scorer in, in the world. That's from Kevin Durant. <laughs> and as we know, Kevin Durant has some great tweets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially as of late. <laughs> so, by the okay, off topic, because you right. know I like to do these sometimes. Okay. The the biggest celebrity who has either, either responded to you on Twitter or liked a tweet or retweeted a tweet. <laughs> Who's the biggest celebrity... Because mine's a tie, and I've said this on Sports Nation. People that hear Sports Nation, they know who I'm going to say. So, I, so I've got mine. Who, who is yours? I think mine's got to be Danny Ainge. Okay. Danny Ainge uh, quote tweeted one of my tweets one time, okay. and I was like, "This, I've made it." He's like, I've Danny officially Ainge. made it. <laughs> Danny Ainge. Hey, it's that's awesome. That guy isn't just known with BYU. No. He's known yes. throughout all of the NBA world. So I was pretty proud of that. What's yours? So, so my my. Toss-up. I, I can't put one above the other right now. My toss-up is either I had Donny Osmond like a tweet of mine. <laughs> and let's be honest. It's Donny Osmond. Okay. <laughs> but then uh-huh. I also had Vanilla Ice like a tweet of no, mine. No, you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. Because baseball. It was not the real Vanilla no, Ice. <laughs> Jerem told me the other day, it was, like, it was like his handler. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't care. It may have been his handler, but it was from the Vanilla Ice account. And it was it was verified. So in my mind, Vanilla Ice liked one of my tweets. So no, it was a baseball game, and they were doing like decades. Like one game uh-huh. was the '70s, so they do play music from the '70s. And so Saturday was the '90s. I'm like, sweet, baseball's doing their '90s day at the ballpark. They better play a ton of Vanilla Ice. And Vanilla Ice liked it. Because let's get real. He's sitting behind his computer. He has not done anything since that one song. <laughs> and he's looking to see when people are going to talk about him or that song. And he's going to—he's all over that. He's all over that. It probably Don't was him. The more I think about it. shatter my dreams. <laughs> no, Shep. I, I think that's really great. I really do. All right. Dax Milne. Yep. Coming back on topic. Dax Milne to the Washington <laughs> football team. Uh, the interesting fact about them is they have no official name. As we know, they have and no they official name. And they may not ever. Name. They may be sticking with the Washington football team. Like that, that, is that what they've said? Is no, that true? That, no, that's, that is a possibility. 100% a possibility, yes. Because apparently wow. fans have kind of embraced it. They kind of like it. So they may... We are the Washington football team. They may end up being the football team. That's well, true. Well, hey. That, I mean, that is kind of cool. It is kind of all-encompassing. The football team. Right. That's... I, I, I think that's that. a really good right. fit for Dax, too, by the way. I, I like that. I, I, even though I know he's a seventh-round draft pick, I, I like yeah. that fit for him. Okay, that's cool. And Brady Christensen is at the Carolina Panthers. And the interesting fact here is Sam Darnold, who used to be with the Jets, right, is now with the Panthers. And Brady's going to be protecting Sam Darnold now. Used to be protecting Zach Wilson, who is now with the New York Jets. Kind of funny how it works fact, out, right? It, isn't that crazy? The fact about the Jets is they haven't been good for about a decade. <laughs> That's my most notable fact about the New York Jets. That's changing, though, now. As of now, that changes. Let's hope so. All right. Coming up, we're talking to a guy who had his fair share of success in the NFL, and he'll tell us what it takes to make it at the next level. Reno Mahe, up next on the Cougar Tailgate. the Cougar tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. Reno Mahe played for BYU starting in 98 and ended as one of the Cougars' best all-purpose players in its history. He was picked up as a free agent by the Philadelphia Eagles 
and competed with them from 2003 to 2007, where he led the NFL in punt return average in 2005. He was then BYU's running back coach from 2016 to 2018. And apart from football, he's done some amazing things for the community and is the father of eight children and married to former BYU volleyball all-star Sonny Tongamahe. Marino, thank you so much for coming on with me. Hey, thanks for having me. It was it was so good seeing you on the program. I absolutely loved it. Uh, for those who aren't sure what you're doing now, what what are you up to? Oh gosh, right now my wife and I and um, some great people have started a program called Mental Health for Heroes. Um, we're, we're you know looking to take care of our first responders and um, hopefully encourage them to uh, utilize our uh, our resources and uh, get therapy. So we know how important therapy is. Uh, my wife and I, you know, it's personal for us. And, and so we're, we started a program to pay for the co-pays for our first responders to get therapy. So just trying to eliminate the hurdles for them to get therapy. Oh so my it's gosh. Been, I love been a pretty that. Cool program. Thanks. That's, a, that's absolutely incredible. You two, you two have really done some amazing things. I've listened to Sonny speak a few times and you're just a wonderful couple doing amazing things. Uh, let's shift a little bit to what's happening now, you know, in BYU football. There's so much going on. Mainly, there's been five draft picks for BYU, which hasn't happened in 19 years. Reno, what was your reaction when Zach Wilson was picked second overall? Um, just excited, not not only for Zach, but excited for Kalani and the program, Cougar Nation. It's things like that that I feel like helped propel a program and get it to where uh, I, I believe BYU is capable of being at. And so something like that is it's an awesome deal. I believe it was something that, uh, you know, for whatever reason, Zach being at BYU, having the, the, the ability to schedule a season during something uh, like the pandemic uh, with regards to 2020, it was just taking kind of everything in from a crazy year last year. Mm-hmm. What a, What a great, great thing for the program and for Zach and his family. So that actually makes me want to ask you this question. In your opinion, how much of BYU's success in the draft was because of Kalani and his staff and their development with, of the players versus the unique COVID year because BYU was on one of the only teams playing in the West. So there was a big spotlight on them. What What do you think uh, is kind of the balance there between those two? I mean, it's uh, collective, but, but at the same time, kind of being there pretty much day one when Kalani and kind of assembled the the group that he assembled. And I just remember listening and, and, you know, I was new to the coaching world with regards to college football and this uh, just not because of Zach, but all the players that they have that got drafted and that they have now um, they were planning this, you know, five years ago. They were the, the type of players, the type of um, – and it's Kalani, Coach Lamb, Duyaki. Like these guys, I remember listening to them in the very first few meetings and, and throughout the beginning of Kalani's um, coaching, head coaching career, that this is what was going to happen. And they said it. They were just hoping that, you know, BYU, the Cougar Nation, would be patient and just give them the opportunity. And, and quite frankly, I've also seen how they've been handcuffed in, in ways that um, it, it could be so much further ahead. 
but it's, it's a working progress and it's, there's a lot of things that they're working on and fighting with to get to what happened in that draft and not even just the draft, but even the free agents. Mm-hmm. And so, but these are the type of players that it was again, unique to me um, with their mentality, but you know, it was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to see all of it come to fruition. Like you said, this is kind of Kalani's first group that he's putting out himself and, and man, what a lot of success. So what effect will having five draft picks and nine guys get picked up as free agents, like you mentioned, have on future BYU recruits? Like if it were you, how would that have affected you as a recruit? Well, I, I mean, you want to see that. I think that's, you know, that's been happening a lot at the U. You know, they, they've been able to um, capitalize on the success of their players going to that next level. And I believe that's going to happen more and more here at BYU where Kalani is, he's doing it, you know, and people are seeing it, people are noticing it. I think you'll see that with more of these recruits that are noticing the success and and the development of so many of these players. But, you know, it doesn't just come um, from them developing them during the years that they're there. It comes from their, when they're able to go out and, and bring in uh, Chris Wilcox, you know, mm-hmm. Dax Milne to walk on, like their evaluation of players before they even you know, bring them on. The Tyler Algier is due to have a, you know, is is getting national publicity as far as mm-hmm. draft for next year. Right. But I remember being at his practice with Tuyaki and just listening to Coach Tuyaki and and kid didn't have any offers. And Coach Tiaki being able to convince him to walk on to BYU. I mean, just the littlest things like that and seeing how they were able to pick up and evaluate talent. Like, to me, that's the unique part about all of it. And and quite frankly, they haven't done it without any hurdles. I mean, mm-hmm. BYU is hard to recruit. <laughs> like, right. they would have 10 draft picks in this last draft if it wasn't for the long hair or the beard or the like just little things like that that's unique to BYU situation or in in trying to get some of these boys to get into school I mean one of the draft picks I remember his story Kyrus Tonga it was like pulling teeth to get this kid into BYU (laughs) and not realizing like well they didn't know about his character he just got off a two-year mission like, yeah. It's like so. There's so many things that they're going against, but it, I just my hats off to Kalani and Duyaki Lamb and the crew and what they're doing. They do say it's definitely one of the hardest jobs in the country coaching at BYU because there are a lot of hurdles you got to get through. You mentioned uh, Dax Millen is one of the walk-ons and how good BYU staff is at, at picking up on someone's talent, even if they're not uh, widely recruited. So Dax Milne is BYU's first wide receiver draft pick since Austin Colley. And as a former receiver yourself, I know you were kind of running back and receiver. What does that mean for the program to have, to have a wide receiver get drafted? You know, you, you, you just got to look at not only to get Dax drafted as a receiver, and then you'll get more receivers that feel like they can come through. And I think they're going to credit a lot of that to the quarterback. But then you look at the line. It's just it has such an impact throughout the whole, even the offense side of the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you get a Connor who decides to go to BYU over Alabama. Then you're going to want you're going to have more receivers out there that are going to look at it. And they're going to be like, am I going to go to some of these Pac-12 schools who, you know, they're not, they're not going to throw the ball very much. 
you know if you go to BYU, they're going to throw the ball and and get you some exposure as a as a receiver and and whatnot. So it's again, it's a, it's a great time to be at BYU, and <laughs> it's kind of exciting to see more and more of these four star athletes that are coming to BYU. Reno, you got an inside look uh, at Kalani's. Uh, coaching tactics and you're a good friend of his I mean you mentioned that he recognizes talent but what makes him such a a special coach for these players there's a saying uh I'm not sure who said it my you know my wife shared it with me that uh players don't care how much you know till they know how much you care and so Kalani is the epitome of that that he just cares for his players and so what makes him special is is his love for people and and I think if players know that someone like that loves them that much they will run through walls for them. Hmm. And so he he just has that ability and and it's not even ability it's just who he is. And it's not just to players it's just it's to everyone. And so he'll he'll always be successful in all he does because he has that love and work ethic to to go with it. Reno, the the NFL is a business, as you know very well, and with all the pressure and knowing at the very least it's how you're you're putting food on the table for you and your family. How do you still enjoy the game you love when it's so different from the college game? I was golfing yesterday, and uh, someone asked me that question about what was my favorite thing about the NFL. <laughs> it's like uh, Monday. And he's just like, oh, right. You love Monday, Monday night football. And I was like, no, nah, I love them Monday checks whenever they came. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one thing where you, you definitely play for the love of the game when you're growing up and it's just, you know, it's purest form and whatnot, but you get to the NFL and it's a business well, at the same time, they pay you like it's a business. Right. <laughs> and so that's, there's a balance there and, and you, you go to work. And so, you know, for me, I was fortunate enough to work, work in the NFL for five years and I lost the love for that work. And so I just threw in the towel and be like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and so they pay you enough to, to go through what you go through in the NFL. <laughs> well, hey, uh, speaking of some of these guys, Zach especially, are going to be making a lot of money and more than probably more than they could ever dream of. And they're young, these young kids. So how does that change you when you see that first paycheck come in and it, your eyes like bulge out of your head? Like, how does that change you? <laughs> I, you know, over the years, um, not, you know, not growing up with much money, having money, losing money, like, I've come to realize that money doesn't, it doesn't really change you. I think money and age just shows who you really are. Like a lot of times people are like, oh, he just acts that way because he's old. Or he's just being like that because he has a lot of money. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm like, nah, that's who they always was. <laughs> it just, it just exposes them. Right. So money is just exposes who you really are. Uh, the older you get, it just exposes who you are. He's just mean because he's an old man. Like, nah, he's always been a jerk. He's just an old jerk now. (laughs) (laughs) And then I I look at money, you know, I I think there's a lot of great people with money. There's a lot of 
jerks with money. And so all it does is it just really exposes who you are. I think there's a lot of people that have money that are good people and they do a lot of great in the community and they, they, they are who they really are. And hmm. <laughs> so that I think they'll be fine. It, there's a lot of pressure that comes with it and a lot of responsibilities and, you know, and much is given, much is expected. But at the end of the day, I just believe it just exposes who you really are. Mm, I like that. I, I think I agree with that. So what's your biggest piece of, of advice for these guys entering the NFL? If you had to give them one piece of advice, what would it be? I would say to invest in themselves in that business. Um, I, I only say that because I don't believe it was something I did a very good job of. You know, I, I think that if this is what you want to do for your livelihood and if there's anything I saw or the guys that really invested in themselves in this profession, you'll get the most out of it. And those that really didn't took whatever was given to them and that was it. But uh, my advice would be to them is invest in themselves. I like that. Reno, thank you so much for joining us on the show. You've been incredible. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thanks, Reno. Thanks, Bob. And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Reno Mahe and Jason Shepard for coming on the show with me. You can join the Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. This is Cougar Tailgate.